I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good and not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we love to give our mega church a tiny family feel. Introducing you to members of our church staff, people from our community, and I find it to be a treat and a treasure. And per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray has. With God on your side, throw the dice and let it ride, Hallie. How are you? Oh, so blessed. I'm so ready to be here and bless others. As am I. As am I. Well, uh, a lot to report this week um, in my personal life. Well, I guess not that much. Uh, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before, but my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I went to a book signing at Barnes & Noble. I guess Andy Cohen came out with a new cookbook. Oh, who's that? As somebody that Clay likes. Anyway, Hallie, in youth group this week, all the teens who came to Climax, uh, well, we had an event. It's something that I used to most look forward to when I was in youth group, and that was kind of this annual 
book burning and CD burning party that we would have. Cool. We'd have a big bonfire in the parking lot and everyone could bring their secular books, their secular CDs, anything that didn't honor God and just throw it on the flames. And it was awesome, Hallie. It was honestly some of my best bonding and memories of youth group were at those burning parties. That is awesome. So, Maybe that's why they call them bonfires. That's right. And I was I was trying to kind of recreate the magic with my teens. So I said, guys, let's all bring our stuff that we, we need to get rid of. And um, well, here's the weird thing, Hallie, is everybody's got the music digitally now on their phone. Um, and all of them said, well, I don't even read books. And if I do, it's on my laptop or on my Kindle. So uh, then it kind of became this whole thing where a couple of people threw their phones on the fire. And then, you know, obviously that was a problem because they, I found out later they were just trying to get new phones from the parents and then kind of blaming it on me saying he told me to do it. And uh, the, the parents then, of course, came to me and said, why why'd you throw last year's iPhone on the fire? It's not even a year old yet. And I just was a bit disappointed, Hallie, because these teens really do need to see, I think, a physical proof of getting rid of sinful things in their lives. And now that everything's just totally digital, it's harder and harder to do that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, see, we lose ritual. We really do. Oh, it's such a shame. But you know what? That's why the church is the center of every community is because we keep up the, we hold up traditions. Well, the, we did cap it off with toasting some marshmallows uh, over the three burning phones. And, and, and actually, they didn't taste half bad. Mm, I love a s'more. How was your week? Oh, so good. I had the joy of having lead pastor Steve speak directly into my life in a time when I really needed it. And I didn't even realize it. As you know, I try to keep my chin up, my chest out, a smile on my face. I keep it positive. I stay happy. I'm always employing this fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control and really making sure the glass is always half full and all of that. And I was having a bad day. Oh no, why are we having such a bad day? Well, it's not important. It's just one of those things, okay. you know. Um, we but can move on. My dog, I had picked him up at the vet in the morning and was trying to get him home before I got on to campus here at Twin Hills. And he got out of his head cone thing and he started digging at some of his sutures. He'd had a little bump and lump removed and then he bled all over my Lexus. And as you know, the inside of my Lexus is a beautiful, very light cream ivory interior. So now it just looks like a murder scene. And Oh no. I know. I don't know if I'll have to get it all reupholstered. Anyway, I'm at work later that day and I'm sitting in a leadership staff meeting and I guess I just had a frown on my face. And one of the best parts of being a woman in America is that when you do look glum, a lot of times a guy is going to come along and say, hey, smile. And they're going to remind you to smile and to, you know, keep a, a cheery countenance. Oh, I and that. I really appreciate it. I think all women do, you know, because especially as a Christ follower, my face does not exist to express my life experience. Uh, everything about me exists to please other people and, uh, you and know, to declare the glory of God, I think. See, I mean, if I could speak into your face. Absolutely. I need guys to explain the female experience to me from time to time. And, you know, I just feel like as a Christian, people pleasing and a total commitment to putting others' needs above my own is a healthy approach to emotional maturity. So here I was in a staff meeting with a frown on my face and 
lead pastor Steve jumps in and says, you know what? We're going to play a game. Oh, and I him- thought you just said lead pass to jumps, Steve Jumpson, and I was like, his last name's J- Judson. Oh, yeah. Steve Judson jumps in oh, I see. and says, we're going to play an improv game. And oh. everyone was so scared. Oh, because- I thought you were going to say bored, you know, because of the improv. Yeah. Well, people are scared to improvise because, you know, it's so not funny and no, really awful. hard. And anyway, he said, we're going to play an improv game. Everybody up, get in a circle. And he says, Hallie, you're it first. You got to go in the middle of the circle. And this is kind of a complicated game to explain, but it's called Baby, If You Love Me, Give Me a Smile. Okay. And what happens is, here's the rules. The person in the middle goes around to people around the outside circle and says, Baby, if you love me, give me a smile. And, and everybody's trying to keep a super straight face. And if somebody does smile then they go in the middle oh okay i don't think i really get the rules yeah it's kind of complicated but boy was it endless fun lots of easy heightening and ways to you know keep it interesting how do you keep score Mm. well i i i anytime somebody came to me they knew i was gonna smile you know because i'm a people pleaser and if they say baby if you love me give me a smile well guess what i do love them and so i always was smiling at everybody because it's hard not to smile especially when somebody's asking you to even if the game is to do otherwise so i spent a long time in the circle but at the end of the day you know what i wasn't thinking about the murder scene that is my lexus Oh, well, that is a good idea. I should play a game like that with Clay because he's he's a bit of a bad mood right now anyway. Oh, what happened? Uh, accidental vasectomy. Oh, oh. Yeah. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. I'll try to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertain. <laughs> This month is... Wow! Oh, Maze, why do you say that? Supercharge it. (laughs) So that this promo can remain evergreen. I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Wherever you get podcasts. (laughs) Just like Jesus writes the story of salvation on our hearts, our guest today writes scripts for Jesus. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Brenna Lee Pilson. Welcome to the program, Brenna Lee. How you feeling today, my friend? I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. Oh, 
Yes. I love that. We're Brenna, so blessed. Friendly, tell us a little bit about these TV, are, are they called pilots that you're teaching people in Twin Hills to write? Yes. And specifically, how do yes. you do that? Well, so first, let me just start with where I came oh, from. Okay. Um, I spent a little bit of time in Hollywood. Oh, no. Yeah, being a TV writer. And I thought there'd be a place for me, you know, because I have a story to tell um, about Christ. And it turns out no one was buying it. So um, that's unfortunate. Um, I did spend a few years uh, on the streets. And um, that's okay because every TV writer does, I think. I think, you know, they all live on the streets at some point. So anyway, um, I pitched, I don't know, about 540 uh Christian faith-based uh, comedy awesome. pilots, and um, I got in the room, but I couldn't make the sale. Okay, I couldn't make the sale, um, so I left, and and now there seems to be a hunger for it. When you say you were on the street, yeah. were you able to? Uh, were you saying you're homeless, and then are you homeless and pitching those TV shows? I I guess as I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I guess I. You're supposed to say unhoused. Okay, um, you're supposed to say unhoused. Yeah. So. You know, I just don't want you being corrected by someone else, you know, because it's happened to me a lot, even though I was homeless, unhoused. Oh. But yeah, I wasn't. So I would go in there, you know, having not um, really just having the clothes on my back. Um, and I would go and pitch to people, uh, you know, over at Disney, ABC. I was over at oh, CBS, wow. NBC, all over the place. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I pitched, a, I did pitch one to HBO once and it had some nudity in it and Christ, but you know, still. Wow. Well, that's the thing about Hollywood and speaking of hunger is they have a real hunger for these nudie scenes and whatnot. And I know sometimes nudity can be looked at in a different way. For instance, you get these um, emaciated gals in Schindler list running around in a circle naked just to depict something from war. But I still say, you know what? It's nudity in film, which I think I think is porno. I'm not sure. Well, but I'm just so happy that you kept your heart focused on Christ, even out there in a wicked place that's really trying to cause you to stumble. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. You could look at it like pornography or, uh, you know, unnecessary nudity. Or you could say, well, that's what people are buying mm. right now, okay? They're buying, you know, boobies, and they're buying men's units, and they want to see the whole kit and caboodle. But I still want to see Christ. How can we, how can we, you know what I yep. mean? They're going to want what they want. Yep. But how can I get what I want? So, so maybe I do a nude scene with Christ, and I don't feel bad about it, and I don't feel bad about it. Because I'm still getting my message out. And right. he works in mysterious ways. He really he does. does. I, so I want to get into um, not, how how did you get so on fire for Christ? And how, how are you, uh, d were you always wanting to pitch Christ-centered shows, over 500 Christ-centered shows? Or were you in the secular world uh, at, at one point as well? Well, you know, I grew up loving TV. Awesome. And at the same time... I grew up loving Christ. Awesome. And a lot of people, because I went to church, you know, with my family constantly. Now, my parents were divorced, oh, no. so that oh. is where um, my mom met some of my stepdads. Um, so, I mean, we were there probably 
with the wrong intentions, but I was getting the right kind of info from it. I was getting the right message. So I loved Christ and I loved Alf. And I thought, what do I, what do I do? How do I bring it together? And that is, that is when the fire started. I just, when, as soon as I was done with high school, I wanted to go out and I wanted to pitch a Christ centered family fun comedy. Awesome. And did you pitch an Alf meets Christ type TV show? I sure did. I did because that one, you know how everything right now, and right now, especially now when I was doing it, no one was doing it, but everything now is a reboot. They're bringing it all back. Mm-hmm. The Punky Brewsters, you know, the, all of it. It's mm-hmm. all coming back. But back then, now this is probably was a mistake on my part. I'm not going to say it was for sure, but I probably shouldn't have pitched a reboot of Alf while Alf was still on the air. Uh, that was oh, my misstep. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't have an agent. I was representing myself. But I did pitch a reboot of Alf where Christ was sort of the alien. And and doesn't that make sense? Awesome. Oh, I love that. That yes. Awesome. You really do. And do they crucify him at the end of the pilot? They do. Awesome. They do. So that kind of made like, what's the second episode? I, I didn't really have it. Because, you know, he'd already been crucified. So, but anyways, I was like, give me a writer's room and I'll figure it out. But they didn't. That's the thing. And I mean, your desire to write TV, you know what? I believe that comes from God. Your ability to write TV is a gift from God. He's given you these talents and desires. And you mentioned before that back when you were out in Holly Weird, there wasn't a hunger for faith-based programming. But now there's been this awesome uptick, you know? We finally have people speaking out and saying, we want representation. We want to see more straight, married, white people on TV loving each other and being good examples. Am I right? I mean, we had the football. We had Jesus messages in the Super Bowl. I I really feel excited about where things are going in this country. I thought that was so So cool. cool. And I just want to talk about a buzzword everyone's talking about right now when it comes to Hollyweird and TV and watching shows. And that little word is a word called Inclusion. Awesome. Okay. And here's the thing. I want to include everybody. I want to include everybody. But my question is, who's including Christ? I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Who's including Christ? Uh, Well, I did want to ask you, how did you eventually make your way from Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, over to Indianapolis? Because I really do think this is a place where there are probably a lot of creative people that you could be making Christian television with. Well, I got to agree with you there. And um, I have to say, you know, my journey uh, here is kind of an interesting one. Um, Now, one of the, the men that my mom married, uh, my stepdad, Bert. Um, now I was very young, very young when she married Bert, but, and they divorced and they divorced. They were only married for about six years and, um, they got divorced and, you know, Bert kind of drifted out of our lives. But wouldn't you know, when I was in Holly weird and I was feeling kind of lost, uh, out of the blue, I get a call from Bert. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I did. And I said, hey, dad. (laughs) And then I was like, do I have to call you dad now? And he said, no, you don't. I'm not your daddy anymore. Like that. And there was something um, 
intoxicating about that because honestly, he's not my daddy anymore. Well, that's true. And so he was uh, living in Indianapolis and we started kind of a long distance romance. And um, yeah, I ended up coming back here and marrying Bert about 26 uh, years after my mom did. Okay. Oh. So, isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet? And now you're housed. He pulled you out That's of right. unhoused hell That's right. into a ha- heavenly house. That's, That's right. awesome. He has a very nice split-level home. It's very nice. And what are family gatherings like? Is that awkward or is it all right? Um, well, my mom doesn't come to him. Okay. Um, because she has decided that it's better for her if we don't talk. And I understand and I understand that. You know, I get it. Um, it's sad to me because I feel like I don't have a mom mm. because I married my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how does that work? You marry your dad so you don't get a mom or, you know, but I guess that's how right. it works. Right. Lee, yeah. if I might offer you a word basket of encouragement, um, if mothers were important, you know what? I bet there would be one in the Trinity. But all wow. we got is a father and a son and a Holy Spirit. So according wow. to the Bible, you know, really the important one is the dad. And you got that one. And then you even married him. So you kind of got him twice. I, that is such an interesting point. I mean, I sort of feel like you're right. I got the father. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to call him, so say he's also the Holy Spirit, because I can tell you one thing, he really shakes it up in the bedroom. So now I guess I'm just waiting for the sun. But, you know, I'm 62, so I can't have kids. So that's probably not going to happen. But it's interesting, because I got two thirds of the Trinity in my own life. And and how, how old is yeah. he? Yeah. He is 78. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that's um that's great, and I'm just gonna um shift uh, a minute. Uh, I'm just gonna shift away from that for a minute. Sure. But one thing I did want to find out is you're teaching these workshops here to teach people how to pitch these Christ-centered, faith-forward TV shows. And have you heard any good pitches? And are you encouraged by the kind of ideas that people have? I'd love to hear what you all are up to because I've seen you, you know, gathering in, in the annex there and, uh, you know, people people doing their thing, getting up and pitching shows. It's, it looks awesome. You know, it's so interesting. I am hearing some really provocative, interesting, funny, fascinating stories coming from the members of this church. Some really good shows. Some things I think you guys would want to tune into. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Like like the other day, we have Sam Johnson in our group. You know Sam? Oh, yes. Yeah. Love Sam. Yeah. So you would think, you know, now you look at Sam, and first of all, what it's his first year even being able to come into the church, right? Because he had to be burned out of his his house. That's right. And, um, you know, because he was trapped in there with the hoarding and whatnot. But, you know, he's free of that now and he's free to let his mind kind of run. Yeah. And it turns out he's funny. Really? He's he is a hoot. really uh-huh. funny. Yeah. So he was, he's pitching a pilot. And, uh, you know, we're going to hopefully be able to to get him to take it out somewhere next week, do some Zooms with some Hollywood hotshots. Awesome. But um, it's like a reboot kind of a, a new kind of friends oh. where the Ross character is actually Jesus Christ. Oh, oh I love that. Yeah. And are they all friends? They're all friends. Awesome. They're all friends. And it's, it's the 
same kind of stories. You know, there's some sexy stuff and there's some some goofy stuff and funny things that you don't have to change everything because Christ is involved. Yeah. That's the thing people are missing. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, because I think it's so cool that Ross was a paleontologist, which really educated a lot of people who wouldn't have known much about paleontology. They learned it because they were engaged in the show. And it's so exciting for me to think now, if Jesus were a Ross, what would Jesus be? Do you Can you share what his profession is in the, in the pilot? You know, he's still a paleontologist. Awesome. Oh, but is he pointing out that the dinosaurs and all of that were on the ark? Yeah, they were on Noah's yeah. ark. They had to have oh, no, been. Two, of, two brontosauruses, two pterodactyls got on that ark. Two velociraptors. See? I mean, two tradoons, or uh-huh. you could go on and on. Yeah, uh-huh. no, that's all. All of that is accounted for. All of that is accounted for. It's kind of a long pitch, to be honest. His pitch is about an hour and 42 minutes. So we're trying to kind of shorten that, you know, because you only got about 20 minutes when you're talking to these folks. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, You'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the megaverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. want to go back. So I'm sorry, I didn't know that he had had to be burned out of his house. What what does that mean exactly? I, that's awesome. And of course, he has a good sense of humor after being burned out. Well, d- yeah, what do you mean? How does that work? So what happened was he was surrounded by a lot of uh, things. You know, he did have an issue with hoarding. Oh, and so, um, yeah, he had he had a lot of stuff in his house. And so what they can do now 
is if people don't want to come and clean it up, because some of the items he had, um, I'm not even sure how we got them, but just piles and piles of uh, jars with pee in them and used oh, maxi pads. Yeah. And I don't oh, even know where wow. he got the maxi pads because oh. he is single and he, you know, he doesn't live with a woman, but they didn't want to deal with the cleanup. Mm. And so now, in terms of hoarding, you can smoke someone out. So they sort of smoked him out. It was a controlled burn. Mm. And he was sort of uh, in the center, and they kind of did a controlled burn around him. And then they were able to, yeah, extract him from the house. I mean, there's a show right there, at least a storyline for the Jesus and Friends show. Oh, my God. And I've heard that this might be a fun thing for a character bio, Brennally. Um, You know, I've heard that sometimes fellas will use maxi pads in their armpits to absorb sweat, which is a really cool way of using them, if you ask me. I mean, I'm sure if I was a maxi pad, I'd rather be sweat on than get that dark brown blood, you know, that comes out once in a while and goopy and, you know, on a bad, on a bad day. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, I'm, you know, I'm 62, so I'm only in the dark, the dark brown years. I'm all about the dark brown years right now. Now, now, honestly, my period probably should have ended about 12 years ago, but it didn't. And I kind of look at that. Yeah, I kind of look at that as a gift from God, but I am in kind of the dark browns. Maybe I actually should look into that because maybe it's, it's not blood. Well, well you I'd could love to shift gears. You could here. be like Elizabeth in the Bible, Brenna be, Lee. I mean, Elizabeth. Yes. She had. She was pregnant with John the Baptist when she was a full-on retiree. And you know what? I'm surprised to hear you're 62 because with that bright, beautiful red head of hair, I feel like you're. You know who you're like is um, Reber McIntyre. I mean, that's who you look exactly. I love her. Like. I, she's awesome. She's I a love Christian. Uh huh. Great show. Uh-huh. That's a great that's show. A great Reba's a great show. Uh, yeah, I think it's a Christian show, isn't it? It's a great program. I mean, I, that's a, that's what I'm talking about, Reba. It's not it's not hitting you over the head with Christianity, but you get the feel. Mm. You get the feel for it. Mm-hmm. You know something. I that, bet she um, still has her period. I hope not. You know something, Hallie, that I would love to talk to Brenna Lee about is you know I'm not sure if you've heard, but in Australia, a lot of TV shows are actually funded by the government, oh, and is they that will right? give money for people to make TV shows. Cool. And I think it would be. I mean, not now, but I, I think the you know the next good president that we have, it would be awesome for them to give money to people to just make Christ-centered TV awesome. shows. Oh, and we brilliant. used to have a TV show in Australia. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it was called um, God's Best Little Boy. And that was a show about Jesus, but he's a kid. And it's all, and it's kind of the wonder years, except that it's Jesus looking back on when he was uh, God's best little boy. You know what I mean? And he's living with Joseph and Mary. And he, I mean, he gets up to all sorts of fun things because really don't know much about Jesus as a kid. And they just had hilarious stuff where, you know, he'd make his friends disappear. Uh, Sometimes he'd make people, um, you know, sometimes he would uh, go running across the water, uh, you know. Just like a party trick. Make oil come out of the that's nose or whatever. Brilliant. Cool. That's brilliant. Now, see, now that's a government that's brave enough 
to do that kind of work on TV. And let me guess, people probably loved it. Oh, they right. Uh, well, yeah, they. You know, there was a backlash uh, because again, okay. it was this okay. whole um, inclusion diversity thing, and that was hard because we're going, hey, there just weren't lots of different types of people in the Bible. That's this right. is a true story That's of the right. Bible, so you know, right. it's kind of like right. Lord of the Rings. There's not going to be any black elves. It, it was kind of one of those things, right? Right, right. And so there, of course, I mean, listen, there's always going to be a backlash. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be a backlash. But that doesn't mean that you don't make the program, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's just, it's just, it's not, that, that's a barrier. I want to just tear down. I want to just tear that down. Awesome. You know, I'm going to, I want us to go out there and pitch TV shows and not be afraid of the backlash. Oh, I love that. that is Did you ever get to meet any uh, Christian celebrities while you were in Hollywood yeah. uh, or, or when you were homeless? Well, yes. Um, actually, when I was homeless... Or sorry, what, what's the word? Home free? Yeah. Uh, you're like um, you're home Unhoused. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Unhoused. Yeah. I know for a long time, I thought it was free range. Oh, you know, yeah. like the eggs. Yeah. And, and so I said, oh, I'm free range. And then that had a different kind of connotation yeah. and um, anyway no it is unhoused yeah, okay okay it does, doesn't it i'd like me over easy on some toast please <laughs> <laughs> um but no there's really nothing to laugh about being unhoused but uh, uh to your point um i did meet someone famous um, i actually i had a pitch when i was uh unhoused um and it was with Lifetime. Awesome. Wow. And, and it was and it was it was a big deal. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And at the time, you know, they were doing um a lot of movies about, you know, kidnapped kids sure. and and you know, moms that were murdering their cheerleader daughters okay. and and things like that. And I'm like, how now how can I make this? How, what's the Christian twist? that I can put on this. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I made Jesus a murderer. Oh. He was an on wow. Yeah, he was an online predator. <laughs> he yeah. was an online predator. And I you know, I was going to redeem him by the end of the the movie, but I, I didn't I never got to finish my pitch. And does he redeem himself or how does that work? Yeah, well, he turns himself into the authorities. I mean, I I, I don't want to be fake. He was still trying to meet a 13-year-old in the park. He was still pretending to also be 13 online but um and then he did try to meet her in the park he did try to murder her all those things i, I mean i can't i can't you know kind of cover that up too much because i want it to be real and i want it to fit the network yeah that's the network yeah. that's what they want yeah. um but they just weren't buying it they just weren't buying it but one of the people that was in the room was benjamin bratt really <laughs> Yeah, do you uh, are, do you guys oh, are you familiar with Benjamin uh, Bratt? Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge B. Bratt fan. Uh, one of the one of the and he's Christian, I think. I, I would hope. I mean, he looks Christian. You know, I just assumed that he was, um, but he was there. I'm not sure why he was there. I don't know if he had some sort of deal or you know, like a kind of one a fancy three picture deal or something. Um, but he was in the room when I was when I was pitching. Awesome. And he was very sweet when I was escorted out. Okay. Very, very sweet. And, it, and it's and so you were just getting in there and pitching, I guess, as, as fast as you could, uh and until Yes. And, and, okay. Yes. I was trying to race to the end. I, I I'm so inspired to hear your stories. And I wish that would have been made honestly, where you know Jesus was put in the, the position of of being a, a 
perp and then redeeming himself because he is the ultimate redeemer. Am I right? Like, and all he has to do, I've thought about this so often because my kids now, they always say to me, mom, trigger warning. You know, if I want to mention something like Jesus dying on the cross, you know, one of my daughters says, well, if Jesus is God and, you know, God required Jesus to die on the cross, then wasn't that kind of suicide? And so my kids are like, trigger warning, you're talking about suicide. And I'm like, no, (sighs) this is a story of redemption. And they said, well, then it's infanticide at the very least. It's either killing your kid or killing yourself. It's one of those. And you got to give us a trigger warning. And I was like, this is the most beautiful story of love that's ever been written. And I, I just, I forgive me if this is too personal a question, Brenna Lee, but why is it called a pilot? Is it because you're flying it into unknown territory? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's its origin oh, story. Wow. Yeah, that's why. I, I yeah. figured it out. It's the first, you're the first one to take this story and put it out on the airwaves. Okay. You know, like a pilot. Like a pilot. You're right. And 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 see, it's so interesting. It's so interesting to me that you say that about the trigger warning because that's what makes it so hard to be an artist right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? What isn't a trigger thing? See. Like what isn't triggering somebody? Yeah. Everything triggers everybody. So I go one step further. And instead of just, you know, pitching TV shows where there are Christians in the TV show, you know, I think that's been done. That's why I put actually put Jesus in every show that I pitch. That's cool. He is a character. That's awesome. He's in every, and it doesn't matter what the genre is. It doesn't matter. You know, there was another TV show uh, in Australia. I'm not sure if you heard of it, but it was called, um, Are You There, Dad? It's Me, You. Oh, wow. And it was Jesus at the Center, and it was played by Eric Banner. Do you know Eric Banner? He's basically, he's basically like, you know, a a watered down version of Benjamin Bratt. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. cool. And, it was awesome. And it was it was just kind of like, um, you know, he would go around. I think he was a cop or something. And instead of a gun, he had a prayer, prayer power that he could sort of shoot people with. Wow. It was so good. And sometimes I wonder, you know, would they ever reboot some of these? Because, you know, I love Eric Banner, too. Wow, well, you can God. just see him in a tearful moment. Like Jesus, you know, saying, let this cup pass from me in the Garden of Gethsemane. You can see Eric, um, the beautiful, handsome actor, you know, saying, are you there, God? It's me, you, you know, with while he's sweating blood and crying oh, and begging yeah. that the cup pass from him. You can see it. I can even see the trailer. I mean, what do you think about reboots as well? That just seems like a great, uh, yeah. oh, there's a lot of great stuff. There. Oh, I, I, I literally think you could reboot any show with Jesus as one of the main characters. I mean, give me one. Jesus could be Forrest Gump. What about Forrest Gump? Jenny. Absolutely. Jesus would be like, Jenny, I hung on the cross thinking of you, Jenny, or something like that. Here's the thing. How do we know he doesn't talk like that? How do we know he doesn't talk like that? This is the thing. This is why people need to expand their minds a little bit. Everybody has just a very small, narrow vision uh, of Jesus, but he could be, you know, Mork and Mindy, he could be Nanu Nanu. You know, who knows? Awesome. Who knows? Awesome. I think he could be Roseanne married to Dan. I absolutely think that. And I actually did pitch that. 
I did because I think that. he would have a sense of humor like hers. She was very, very funny. Well, when, once I knew she was a, a Republican, then I really found her funny. Oh, she's she's a hoot and a holler. And actually, um, after her show it didn't go forward, you know, and it became the Connors. She and I took that idea out. Awesome. Because, oh, you know, she couldn't be on air. So we took it out. We said, what if Jesus was married to Dan? You know, we wanted to to beat the Connors folks um, uh, to the punch, but we, we didn't get there soon enough, actually. We weren't able to get in the room. But, you know, it's a great idea. And again, it just reinforces this notion that Jesus can be in any show. Yeah. Any show. And I hear that in Hollywood, what you got to do is you got to have a star attached, you know? Yes. And if you have a star attached, then they're going to buy it. Ding, ding, and, you ding. Know, and so, That's right. you know, do you, so do you just constantly keep going out to Kirk Cameron and trying to get him attached? Cause he would be a great Jesus. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had a little bit of a falling out with his sister, Candace Cameron oh, Burr. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she has, you know, um, her own network now. That's right. And, uh, it's, it's the great American family network. Awesome. And I said, oh my God. Okay, now we finally got a place to go mm. to pitch these shows. Yeah. Well, then I see that she doesn't want any shows, any kind of rom-coms, uh, where there's anybody in sort of a same-sex relationship. Oh, really? Right? Uh. It's got to be a man and a woman, and that's all she's going to hear. And I was like, well, hold on a minute, because I was going to take out sort of a Will and Grace kind of reboot uh -huh. with Jesus as Will. Awesome. And I said, well, I think she just hasn't heard the right pitch yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring it to her anyways. Yeah. Well, she just wasn't having it. She was not having it. Uh, she wouldn't even see me. And you know, she it, it could be you could just do the gay thing for the funny parts, but he's not actually gay. You know what I mean? Well, right. exactly. But if you'd let me be in the room, I could have told you right. that. Well, I've heard about, you know, her before, and I heard that one show, The Bee in Apartment 23, was actually based on her. Did you know Is that? Is that right? <gasps> I didn't know that. And that was I one didn't of, know that. That was one of my favorite shows. Oh, really? What was it about? Well, you know, it was just kind of this bee, and she lived in apartment 23, and people kind of came in and out and, and whatever. But yeah, what I really would love is if, you know, we could get some of these great Christian ideas in front of, you know, maybe it's not Candace Cameron, because we, we know that you know, she's got, she's a bit problematic, but maybe it's someone else there because I think you're on one of the Camerons, one uh -huh. of the Camerons, one of the Camerons. Mm -hmm. If we could just get it in front of James Cameron or now he's in that family as well, right? Yeah. Yes, I think James Cameron's the Is dad. Is he their dad? Yeah. yeah that's what I yeah. thought. No, he's And he's dad. making all the blue movies with the blue aliens that the kids love yeah. that feels like a video game. You know what I want to see? A blue Jesus. That's and then David Cameron too, I think is also one of the, is the eldest yeah, that's brother. Right. That's right. Oh, he's the oldest Former brother. Prime Minister. Oh, that's, mm. yeah. I think you're right. Right. I think you're right about that. What a that. family. Yeah. You know who else would make a great prime minister? Jesus. I'm sorry. Why aren't you in those seminars that I'm giving uh, maybe down I in the annex? Maybe I should take one of I your classes. You I've thought about it. I, okay. I'll sign up. I think up. you should. I'm going to give you the confidence boost you need right now. You need to be there. Okay. Because I think you've got a lot of great ideas. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I Yeah. I got ideas. This is great. I've got Christ-centered ideas. Well, is there a T is there a Christ centered TV show that you're working on pitching right now that you think uh, has has legs? Well, I don't 
don't know. Have you ever heard of a little show called Succession? Oh, I oh, have. Yeah. I haven't watched it. You heard of that one? Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Have you guys heard? Do you guys yeah. have HBO Max? Yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, well, I am pitching a Christ-centered version of Succession <sighs> where it's Jesus who's in charge and which one of his disciples is going to take over. <sighs> you know? Does that sound interesting? It sounds interesting to me. And are you going to get Dean Cain to play Jesus? That's right. That's right. I've got him attached. He's already said yes. Really? Now, I've had Dean Kane attached to 32 of my pilots. Awesome. And um, none of them got the green light. And, you know, that's a shame because he really is a perfect sort of Christ figure. He's handsome. He's just an angel straight from heaven. Such a sweetheart. Um, and you think, you know, I'm walking in the door with Superman. How am I not going to sell this? But so, I don't. And I oh. haven't. You know, there's a great Dean Cain TV show in Australia called Knucklehead, and it, where Dean Cain plays a boxer who gets punched in the head and then can only say Jesus. And it ends up being really entertaining because he's going through life just going, Jesus, Jesus. And uh, he didn't have, you know, good for him. He didn't have to learn any lines, but it just shows how it really changes people's lives after his brain gets sort of scrambled. Wow. And the scriptwriter doesn't have to do a lot of dialogue. No, no. Well, they're, they're going to have robots write scripts now. Well, I've heard. So that, what's yeah. going to be kind of cool is you can just create a Christ-centered robot. Oh, that you is know? so AI, awesome. I don't know if you guys know about that, that the robots are taking over, but they are. But you can make a robot that loves Christ that, you know, pitches great scripts. You can do that. Well, you can do anything with these Brendan robots. Lee, Gray witnessed to a chatbot GPT and it got saved. What? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. Yeah. I did. Well, yeah, yeah, it's my Alexa, but uh, she does know Christ now. Yeah, she's, she's saved. Alexa. Oh, that is so cool. That is really cool. See, here's the thing. People are so scared of these robots. But honestly, what's there to be scared of? It's just more people to to bring into the fold. That's right. Is what I say. Well, not people, robots. But you know what I mean? I've had a Roomba in my house for five years. It's never heard a flea. Um, sometimes my Frenchies uh, ride around on it. It's adorable. And if I might offer you a word basket of encouragement, Brennalee, uh, I think a Christian succession, a God-honoring succession about a, a, a wealthy family, um, who is, you know, trying to get some good conservative media out into the world. Right. I've always longed to see Jesus in a helicopter, in a beautiful New York, um, you know, in a wealthy condo in New York City, That's you know, right. taking the elevator to the top floor. We need to see Jesus like that so that we know this is also a prosperity gospel and we have things we can aspire to. You know, I'd like to take a helicopter ride in New York City someday. And you're not alone in wanting to see that. And I'm saying it, there are so many people that want to see it. And the thing is, you don't have to water it down. He can have a disciple that drinks his own ejaculate. That can also happen. Okay, we don't have to water that down. That can happen on this show. Wow. Okay. And that's where people get all, you know, hooey. They're like, I don't even want to hear your pitch because we're not going to get to see one of these Christ forward guys drink his own ejaculate. But they're wrong. They're wrong. I've already written that scene. Brenna Lee Pilsen was played by the hilarious Emily Wilson. 
Ooh, she really makes me laugh, and I do love her for it. Watch her brilliant writing on The Connors on ABC and follow her at Erdub. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Grey House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.